it doesn't matter what, what your passion is. Just do it. Just start the process. And if you see any results that puts a smile on your face, continue doing it. Right. That's it. That's, that's all there is to it, man. Like, like I'm an artist as well. Like I paint and stuff too, and I'll start a project. It'll take me years to finish it. Once it's finished, puts a big smile on my face because I did it. Welcome everybody back to Soul Inspired again. Today, I'm really excited to have with me Shane and Jess from He Said, She Said. I've been excited to have them on the podcast. I've been kind of waiting a few weeks for this one, so this can be a lot of fun. And first of all, guys and girl, thank you for coming on and being part of the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been really excited because, of course, I know you, Shane. Yeah, I've gotten to know you, Jess, and yeah. both of you have been doing your thing in music and all good things. And I'm just, I'm happy to have this conversation with you guys today. And that's I, fun. I always start each podcast, and I say this on every podcast, but I'm going to ask you both individually because there's a two two of you, so we're mm-hmm. doing a, a duet situation here. Um, but I'm going to ask you guys to both answer this on your own each. And the question is, what it was in your life. What it was, whether it was an event, a situation, something in your life that triggered you or set you on the path you are now in music and the, the, the passions that you have in it. When did you start it? What was it that got you into it? Mm-hmm. Mm. You want to go first? Sure. Listen? Yeah. Go, go. Okay. So ladies first. My, I grew up with my parents who always listened to music. They absolutely loved it. All the old great musicians Nat King Cole yeah, like French I'm from Quebec so like Jeanette Renault Céline Zion is also from the same place that my mom was born and raised so we had all these records that my parents would play all the time yes records were a thing <laughs> yeah and you're um, younger than me so <laughs> yeah so um but like I also grew up in a family where um presenting music and singing my sister she took piano lessons before so I took piano lessons too and um we were asked to sing you know at church and stuff in different events people wanted to hear us sing together because our our voices sound very good together and so my parents my like my dad especially he was like oh, you got to sing. And then they'd make us practice and sing for people at Christmas and everything. Right. So I really grew up with music and singing a lot. And, um, like, I remember my dad being like, Jess, you have to open your mouth when you sing. Cause I was so shy. And so like, didn't, didn't want to be wow. really seen. I know <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, just, it was fantastic because that was always something and it didn't matter if it was Christian music or secular music or everything was kind of played at our house and just loved ABBA Um, musicals like musicals were so big and that's actually a big passion of mine theater. And I love that. And so, yeah, it was just, it was always around. I always had music growing up and it was a natural thing to just, be in public and sing even though it scared the crap out of me <laughs> but I, I grew out of it yeah 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 so there you go i'm okay with it now 
Yeah. Cool. What about you? About me. Um, yeah, same sort of I, like situation. Like growing up, you know, my my parents always had music on um, all the time. Like, you know, my dad was, um, you know, Elvis and Dean Martin and ABBA and Super Tramp and all these cool cool um just cool albums that were on um and then so i was around that all the time even when we went to visit my my grandparents and stuff they were more country and i'm not a country fan but no but they would always have they'd always have music playing like all the time um so it was just around me all the time and i remember my probably my earliest memory of knowing i wanted to be in music in some way was my brother had these old GI Joes, so the the big ones, okay? okay, and you know the ones with the the beards and the kung fu grip, right? And you know I played army or whatever with my friends with the guys and like you know the, the action figures and stuff. But there be times where I would put on my my brother's forty five albums, right? Like just the singles, like um, Dream Police by Cheap Trick and um, uh, Under Pressure by you know bowie and 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 queen and um uh you know just the who and all these songs and i pretend my guys were in a band and this is dating back when i was probably like eight seven or eight mm-hmm. and i was always the drummer i always wanted to be the drummer for some reason um and that's what i ended up being when i was in my teens i became a drummer awesome. but what also really inspired me to was my my brother's taste in music my brother was all about music he was never a musician but he was a, he's a dj but he just knew so much about music all Still the producer, producers Holy. names and everyone in the band and all these all these things and so he'd introduced me to some you know really cool bands like he introduced me to things like acdc triumph um you know even like iron maiden like all these very diverse too like because he loved dean martin april and elvis wine. presley and stuff april wine like all these different bands like so that really was my my education right when it came to music lore um and then it was it was in high school um like loving music or what have you it was when the hair bands came out you know bon jovi the slippery with a wet album and all these albums came out poison look what the cat dragged in we were in like grade nine or whatever and we were we were we were going i, I met my, your age <laughs> i never said that i never said my age grade nine. um so yeah so um, my buddy Lars and, uh, another good friend of mine, Chris Chamberlain, I met them in grade nine and, and we wanted to do, uh, th- there was a battle of bands. It's like a lip syncing thing for our whole school. And, um, we wanted to be in this battle of bands thing, right? We didn't play. It was all lip syncing and acting out right on stage. So we decided we were going to do this. So it was Chris Lars and myself, my friend, Ken, who I knew in grade eight, uh, cause we needed to, someone to drum. So we got Ken to drum and Chris, Chris's grandpa had a bass guitar. So, well, you're going to play bass then. Lars, he was a, he was karate. He was a black belt in karate. So I'm like, oh, you can do really cool kicks. So you're going to be <laughs> guitar player. You're going to do cool kicks and shit. <laughs> and then me, I just didn't care what people thought of me. So I'm going to be the lead singer. I'm going to be Bon Jovi. <laughs> my brother, so we were going to do something off Slip Room and Wet. Like, really you know, give Slip- love a bad name or something that was popular at the time. My brother's like, no, no, no. Do something, do something more like rare, like obscure, like do something from their album before that people don't really know. Nice. So we did that. We did a song called Tokyo Road, which was off of Bon Jovi's first album. And we won second. We got second place, grade nines out of all these comp- like people in grade 12 and all the popular kids. And we got second. 
So, but I remember when we were rehearsing for this, we like choreographed and everything else. So we knew what we were doing. We we're on there. And I said, wouldn't it be cool to be like in a real band? Cause you see Bon Jovi videos. They're having fun. There's chicks everywhere. And like, this is awesome. So the next day, Ken, the guy, Brian, the drummer has this piece of crap guitar with four strings. And he wrote a song with one finger and he brings it to me. He's like, yeah, I wrote a song. I'm like, Cool. And I remember the song it was called red alert. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and it was horrible. And, you gotta start and, somewhere. <laughs> that guy though, Ken became an incredible guitar player. Like he was playing, and this is probably when he was like maybe 14. By the time he was 16, he was just, he was playing like Eruption. He was playing all these crazy guitar things. It's because he was just, he just, he just realized he was a, like this prodigy guy that just came out of nowhere. So that's what really started it all. This whole thing. Um, and Chris ended up still being our bass player because he had a bass guitar. Lars at the time, he was the only one who could really keep beat. He was always drumming on his legs. So I'm like, you're our drummer. Right. So Lars's drum set was this my brother's set of bongos, <laughs> some spoons for drumsticks. And the best part was the symbol. Cause you know, the dartboards and they've got the cage around the dartboards, like the protective cage. Okay. okay. All right. That was off the dartboard. <laughs> and that's what you hit for a symbol. But, and I had to hold on to it. I was hanging on to this. Wow. And what was even better is every time you hit it, the spoon would get caught <laughs> in the cage. Oh my God. That was our band. In grade yeah. nine, that's what yeah. it started with. And then it just, and I was singing. I couldn't sing. I was horrible. I was a horrible singer, but I wanted to be in the band so bad. Yeah. Chris and Ken became good singers. So as their friends, I kind of bowed out, let them do their thing. They were having problems keeping drummers around. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try drumming. Right. So my dad and I made an arrangement. I bought this really crappy uh, homemade drum kit for like 200 bucks or whatever. He lent me the money. I had to pay him back. He had a little notepad. Every time I paid him, he'd mark it off <laughs> because he wanted to know if I was good or not. So I got half decent at it, paid him back. And that following Christmas, I woke up with a brand new Pearl drum kit downstairs Aww. for my dad. Wow. And that's what started it all. So that's when I became a drummer and I became drummer for my best friend's band. And we were, wow. it's like history ever since then. So that's pretty awesome. Both of you seem to have started with influence like around you with music right which is really cool to hear about i've said in other podcasts where i i mean i definitely had influence in my family my mom loved music um, right and uh and then my dad's side my aunt played guitar but i never really seen much of her so there was no real like like specific influence i did get into an art school like pearson school for the arts and that was probably huge for me, but I had to get in there first. Like they, I, they had to see that I was into the music first. Right. So sometimes I wonder what it was. I've always said, I think with music to me, and I've said this in previous uh, podcasts, it was so personal to me. I was a very serious musician at, at a young age and got really involved with it. Almost like a, a form of self therapy. Whereas a lot of people just, a lot of kids just want to have fun and they're jumping in. I mean, I did do the band thing and stuff, but I think for me, it was like, wow, I can like express myself and, and I don't have to talk to anybody about my feelings. I can just like sing them. And yeah, those, yeah. those are things that came up. Right. So, but it's interesting to hear your whole storyline and both of you, like, cause you were around, Jess, you were around the theater kind of stuff. You really enjoyed that. 
which yeah. we'll get into. And also with Shane, you were immediately getting involved with like buddies and bands, like pretty young. Um, I yeah. was in grade nine too, when I got my first band and I was the only grade niner in this school band. It was an actual rock band though, with three yeah. grade 12s or something. I was, so everybody was like, wow, this young guy's coming in and I couldn't handle nice. the pressure. And um, I've never mm-hmm. really, I'll probably do a separate podcast on that um, to, to explain <laughs> that better. But yeah. Um, I kind of ran away from that. So it's, this is one of the reasons I asked this question. Cause I love to see where your start is. Obviously you two are in a different place now with your music careers, but it's always interesting to see how it started because the, the big thing that I run into with musicians, a lot of times, depending how busy they get, depending where they're at in their music career, it's easy to forget why we started and yeah. love and passion. And it's so important to keep that alive. And I've, I've talked about that with people I coach and I've talked about that with people on the podcast, knowing between the two of you, how you started. So I will get into kind of your individual things, but before I do that, I wanted to know, and this might lead into explaining you know, what you were doing beforehand, but how the two of you formed a do du- a duo, like a duet together. Like how did that come together? I don't know who wants to explain that, but do you want me to go yeah. or do you want um well I can do a little bit and then well you, you want to from to your it. perspective and then yeah. I'll yeah. um it was actually really cool. Um I was involved in a lot of choirs and um I did choirs and theater a lot. Um, and I remember like Shane and I had met through a mutual friend that worked at Krabby Joe's at the time. We both had worked. I worked there before I left and Shane came and was working there after. Krabby so right. Joe's is a restaurant. Is yeah. Krabby Joe's. Yeah. Krabby Joe's restaurant like Chuck's. Yeah, we, have, restaurant. we wait. We're yeah. Waiters. We're servers. Yeah. So I, I had just moved back in 2019 back to my hometown of Walkerton yeah. and got a job there. Yeah, um, but I had just quit. You had already then, worked, that's so why I hadn't met her yet. Yeah, I went and worked somewhere else. So when I was back there, I was like, oh, there's a new guy. And then our friend who worked there, who was friends with us, was like, hey, you guys, you do music? And this guy does music. You guys should meet and like yeah. So that you know, was and that was that it. was kind of a two month process with a, just about yeah. talking about it, and yeah, we yeah. never met. So this this mutual friend of ours, she had asked me the question when I'd moved back there. I've been there for a couple months at this point, and she's yeah. like, "So how do you like moving back to your hometown?" I said, "You know what? I, I love it. I, I love the the small town feel again. But I'm a musician, and I I need fellow musicians. I need to be around my people." Yeah. Right. And I don't have that here. All my, all my musician friends are back in London. Yeah. Um, and she's like, Oh, you got to meet my friend, Jess. She's a singer and blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. Like, yeah, set it up. Yeah. And this kind of went on and on without me ever meeting her. Yeah. And then one day we finally got a chance to meet at, at well, Krabby's. she had told me about him. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to go introduce myself. Cause I, I want to. Oh yeah. Cause I was done work one day and I yeah. was, I was sitting at the bar. So I went up, I'm like, Hey, are you Shane? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I was told. Yeah. To she's like, I'm Jess. I'm like, you. Oh, and then, and she was working, Nikki was working the bar when this happened. She's like, this is Jess. This is the one yeah. I was telling you about. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. So yeah. So that's so, yeah, how it started. We ended up talking about it. Nothing really happened at first because we end like I was in choirs and busy with stuff. You were I still, still doing Koji Mercera stuff in London. Yeah, and yeah. it just it didn't work out at first. But I would but we send shared, him yeah. 
like clips of my I'm in another band too and so um I'd send him clips of me singing like at last and um different like songs and, and stuff and Sinatra and, and all I was cool also stuff. in a play and I I was like you should come see it it's it's a panto but it, it was funny and I was very forget me not of course everybody had songs in the play I'm the only one who did You didn't have a song in the play but I got to sing baby shark <laughs> Baby shark. What's wow. baby shark? Baby go. shark. Oh, oh my God. Please don't ask me to keep going. <laughs> so that it was for kids, right? It was right, mostly yeah, yeah, a kid yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was, hello, little ones, you know, and people get to like yell at you and be like, hi, you know. And so it's kind of like, like being in a band. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not at, all. Not at all. But like with these choirs and stuff too, I was starting to get more solos and stuff because I was less afraid, especially singing with my other band. I really liked, right I really liked being in musicals, but I didn't. <laughs> so when you're in musical, you are another person. You're acting, you're that person, that character. Well, when I switched to the band, People were watching Jessica and I was like, it's a little more nerve wracking because they're listening to me. I'm not acting like yeah, someone else. Now this you. is me. This is right. me yep. singing, right? Yep. So, and we did all sorts of genres. Like I love the band because we do everything. Like there's tons, not rock and roll, but oh, there's you know, so much cool so stuff much, you guys so do. Much. So, um, that was really cool because I love to push it and try new things. Yeah. So then um, eventually, like, you ended up coaching for – oh, COVID happened. Well, yeah. So so I had sent you stuff of Coach Sarah. You sent me stuff of your stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Like, But then um, – and then COVID happened. So she lives in Hanover. I'm in Walker then. And nothing was going on with the coach for Sarah stuff at that point. And this was after. And, and I had. Masks and, and, were like. Right. Not and, as much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the bad part was getting over. Yeah. And then we're like, what do we do? Yeah. Because it was because it happened in March, COVID. And then it was October, around yeah. October. And choirs were doing anything. Where we reached out to each no other choirs. again and said, you know, because I've heard her sing before, obviously. And, yeah. and I'd written these songs that were more not really the coaching for Sarah style. It was more like more mellower stuff and I, I i pictured a female singer yeah. uh with a lot of it um so i reached out to her i'm like you know let's let's hang let's let's i've got these songs yeah. whatever so i showed her some original stuff she really liked it we worked on those and we started working on covers just for fun so you know what? let's put some stuff on facebook just to see yeah. where it goes That's and then <laughs> and then we did that and then we went we had some original stuff so we were going to do um we want to do uh like a photo shoot and stuff like that and we got her, when we were doing a photo shoot, we just came across this bar that, you know, on sound, Jasmine's. And they were just happened to be, the owner was right there or something. Yeah. And, and we we're telling her, oh, we're doing our photo shoot for our band. Oh, really? You guys are in a band? So they hired us for our very first gig ever. And then yes. it just kind of snowballed from there. It was really cool. And we, yeah, we started and working then, together more and more and more. Yeah, we were like, okay, let's do more songs. And then it's, it works too, because honestly, over, the, over this time too, Jess and I realized how we're the, we're pretty much the same person in a sense. It's like, crazy. yeah, we're like, we're like best friends. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not a struggle to, to Work practice, together, to yeah. jam and right. there's no pressure there. 
you know? Yeah, with it. so, it's just fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. And like, what better way to do something that you are passionate about than to have fun doing it too? Right. Like, Absolutely. once it doesn't become fun, it's yeah. like it's over, right? If it's not. Yeah. Well, one of the most difficult things, uh, I'm going to reflect on a few things you guys said. Um, one of the, one of the difficult things about running in a, in a band is usually it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight people. It just depends on how big your band is. Right. The more people you add to that mix, uh, and the more energies you add to the mix, it can be, uh, a bit of a power struggle. I've, I've seen it. I've tried bands. Oh, yeah. I always seem to always go back into the solo gig because it just seems so much easier to have to deal with my own uh stuff (laughs) if i was having a bad day at least it was just me having a bad day with me so um when (laughs) you're yeah when you're in a band like to get everybody on the same page at every gig it's very difficult Mm -hmm. and uh and i coach bands i've coached bands and and i've had those conversations and sometimes it's a sometimes it's bands that have been together a while and they have to make real big decisions you know is it time to try different things and it's scary thing for a lot of people to do that um, what, interesting what you said, Jess, is how I loved what you said about you were in the acting and I've had a podcast with a few different people who've been into acting and really fascinates me um, acting. I went to a school that had acting as a kid, but I was always petrified to get on stage mm-hmm. and act yet. I'll get on stage and play music. I'm, I don't know if I'm just a little bit strange in a different way, but it's interesting from when you said you went from like <laughs> acting, yeah, you went from acting and you felt comfortable being able to put on a character's mask, you know, putting on that character. And then all of a sudden now it's about you and the vulnerability hits. Right. And you, yeah. become, okay. Like this is about me now. And am I being judged? Like though, all those things start to go on in your head, whether it's subconscious doing it, but it, it happens. And it's yeah. something I I've coached to a lot. It's one of the biggest struggles I've taught so many people over the years with such amazing voices and they struggle even just putting out content because they're scared of being judged. And, and then I try to get in the conversation of, well, why are you doing it then? Let's really reflect on why are we even singing in the first place? Who are we doing it for? And, you know, mm-hmm. because if you're doing it for the love of it and it's for you, if you can't put it out and you're scared of other people's judgments, then maybe you're not thinking it's for you. Maybe you're thinking it's, so you got to really get in your head conversation, Yeah, yeah. but, but it is a lot of vulnerability and what people are going to uh, think about you when they hear you and these things. So I just, I wanted to, you know, bring that up that you said that I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then Shane, how you were again in another band. And then you guys kind of eventually came together and I, and I would assume that when you did that duet type thing, it was a different experience than the band thing, right? You probably were oh, a little bit different about it. Way different. Com- completely. Like um, with, with the other band, like you've got other personalities, you've got other scheduling, you've got musical differences, you've got all these things, right? Um, when it's just the two of us, it's, it's pretty easy going. Like, Jess doesn't play any instruments either. So, I mean, a lot, I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with. What are you talking with, about? I play kazoo. Oh, you play, you play, you play the killer kazoo. Kazoo, wow. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AKA the bazooka. I can play ukulele. You, yeah, you, yeah, you can. But I'm just saying, like, in the, in the creating process yeah, of that, yeah, right? Yeah, so, when we're not together, right? We're not hanging out. We're not doing music. We're still, pra- like, I'm still practicing. So, there's that too, right? I find, like, <laughs> with a lot of other bands, they wouldn't practice until they got to practice 
Right. You know what I mean? Um, but with it, it was just it's just easier for the two of us to get together, I found, than than with the whole full band dynamic. And we're both really easygoing people when it comes to that sort of stuff too. Like there's no ego here for either one of us. We help each other out. Like, you know, we, we don't like if I'm off key on a song or whatever, Jess will point it out, but she does like I don't take offense to that. I do it lovingly. You do because, but but I mean, I also know you, I also know you can sing really well, so I know that she's doing it to help to make us better right. performers. Not because she's right. being critical. Right. She's just like helping me, and I'll back and forth with her too. Like right. she might not know a song well enough or the timing of it. Yeah, I'll say okay, let's go back, you know, and work on that again. And we're easy going in the sense that like she likes different music than I do, but we also like a lot of the same stuff too. So we try to work around. Yeah what we both like mm -hmm. right to make right. it more fun for us and you know and more enjoyable yeah and so, yeah. yeah like he'll send me songs and be like listen to this and see if you like it and i'll be i'll listen to it. i'll be like okay and then we try it and then my timing will be off or something like that and he'll be like no no like i've done this song a million times oh yeah 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 this is the timing and i'm like oh okay okay can we listen to it again like yeah, I, yeah. I you know and so then but it's good because we can uh, and well, it's the same not thing like with you too like you'll send no, me like uh like you know it. like a duet or something with yeah. a, something a song i would not normally listen to right or even sing for that matter yeah um and i'll try it and it's not really in my not necessarily my range just my style yeah she'll help she'll help me through it she'll walk me through it and she'll help me and i'm like okay and then i'll yeah. i'll work on practice and i'll get it at first when i first started playing uh working with her though i was very nervous because I know she's a classically trained singer. I'm not. I go on stage. I don't warm up my voice before I go on stage. I do nothing like that. I just go on and I, and I just scream and yell or whatever and carry on. Um, and going back to the whole acting thing, I struggle with that too, especially when I was a, a front man of a, of a cover band. Because you want to come out and bring out that attitude, right? Um, but there's this fine line between cocky, you know, and being trying to and, and trying too hard to be cool or whatever, but you also want to entertain. So there's this yeah, fine yeah. line of like yeah. you don't want to, and people know in the audience, they know who I am, they know my name, you know, coworkers yes. or whatever might know me and they know who I am. So I don't want them to think that I'm up there thinking I'm better than everyone else because I'm on stage. I'm just trying to put on a good show. Yeah. But it's a fine yeah. line. You get those, you get those people up awesome. there that think they're way better than what they are or you know, or some people that are so good and they don't put on any show. Yeah. You know, so it's a fine line, man. It's yep. a fine line. You, uh, but we are ourselves. That's right. When we're presenting. Oh, yeah. We're, we're now, yeah. Yeah. What, what you see is what you get. That's us right. all the time. Yeah. Like right. we're not putting on anything. No. We're just having fun. No. So. Well, that's, yeah. and that's important. You know, um, again, talking with different uh, guests, I talk a lot about ego. I talk a lot about um, right. ego. Ego. ego is also important though um you, yeah it's there's a it's it's funny because we think ego when we think such negative thoughts about ego but there's actually some positivity to ego as well it depends on how you're treating the ego um so and and it doesn't matter who i talk to well um, confident right yeah confidence yeah confidence is key and i think the fact that you're both very much alike you both can probably 
uh, probably sniff out if each other are being authentic. So you can probably pick right. up right away. Are we being real? Like, let's be real because yeah. outside yeah. of being real, then you lose the enjoyment of why you're doing it in the first place. Absolutely. Um, so, and then, but, the, but it is a normal thing as a musician, artist, creator of any type, if you're making art, if you're creating anything, it is a normal human. It's a piece of us being human to want feedback and to know that what we're doing we're doing a good job it's normal absolutely to, to know if we're uh are we getting better are we impressing people are they thinking that it's you know that's normal and some of it is automatic and i think the biggest challenge that we run into is getting too much in our heads about it to a point where we're not enjoying the the process so you just have to always be it's okay to be have the ego there and people like that people like the persona of who you are so there's parts of it yeah. that are good but keeping it in the positive is key, right? So right. That's I liked how you said that, um, and I totally understand that. I wanted to kind of switch gears for a second and and ask you both. And again, you guys are doing great because you're answering a lot of times. If I'm talking to people, they'll be answering all at the same time and talk over each other. But you're going back and forth. But which is different for us? Normally, we talk over each other. Normally, you're doing this. You're trying to be time. more professional for the uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just never shuts up. <laughs> So, so yeah. So, so what I was going to ask you was okay. how, okay. how is the work and the music that you do? How does it affect you in a positive way in terms of how you feel from a soulful perspective? Does this, does music give you something that is beyond? And I don't know how much we want to go down the rabbit hole of spirituality here. Right. Um, but do you feel like music has, in any way helped your uh your your i mean maybe your path in life you're just oh, man. To, like relax any of these things I, that are, are giving you any kind of soulful feeling something that makes you feel good inside yeah oh man um i if if, if it wasn't for music uh i don't i don't i honestly don't know where i'd be um it's not to sound cliche or cheesy or anything, but I, and not to be, it's, it's really, it saved me a lot of times. I think, um, the creative process of it, not just listening to music and other people's music. A lot of people listen Oh, this album saved me and this album, blah, blah, you know, from whatever band, um, yes and no to that, but more to do with, with my writing. Like when I started coaching for Sarah, it was kind of a perfect timing because I was going through a pretty nasty separation at the time and I was angry. Um, but I wrote those songs and there's good this, songs. and there's this underlying like, and it's high energy and it's, and it's fun music, but there's underlying tones of like angst and, you know, deeper, you know, read between the lines sort of thing. And I wrote that album. I've never written a song before in my life. I wrote that album in two weeks and it was just bam, bam, bam. Like it just came out of me. I had 200 songs under my belt in a month. Just, it just bleh, came out. And I was just like, I, it, I obviously, my body needed that. It needed some sort of outlet. Um, so it definitely helped me get through a ridiculous amount of, of uh, negativity in my life um, and continue to. Um, because that's that process wasn't just an overnight thing. Like it was a long battle with that. 
Um, and then I had other things that happened in my life that also continued that. So I continued to write with Coach Rosera and I continued to write these songs. Um, when I moved back and then I met Jess, I was in a completely different stage of my life. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I let, I let go of a lot of things. I realized that I can't control a lot of things and not to worry about those things I can't control and worry about the things I can. And once I did that, once I understood that I can let go of all these things, it, it was this weight lifted off my shoulders and I became a whole different person because I wasn't angry anymore. Um, I didn't have, I, I didn't, I didn't write about angry things. I wrote about things that definitely were meaningful to me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, there wasn't coming from a place of, of grief or anger or resentment or what have you. It came to a place where it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it came to the here and now and it also came to things like, okay, this is my past, but how I got past all that in a, in a positive sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And I continue, I kind of continue to do that. I mean, there's still songs I've written and I, I, I want to still put out there that I think will still reflect on some of that past, but in a different sense, in a different way. So I think it's really, it's like, it's really helped me get through and continues to help me get through a lot of, a lot of things. So, yeah, I mean, okay. Music's everything to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, okay. So growing up, I remember, I think the one thing that I, that touched me the most was when I heard someone say that music paints a picture. So if you listen to songs from your past, you um, automatically, it get gives you this like feeling inside like if it was something that was important to you or a part of your life from before and something's changed or I don't really know how to pinpoint it but like it it can draw emotions from you it can make you angry it can make you sad it can make you want to go and run through a field of flowers there's just so much to music that really, if you listen, I'll just, it depends what mood I'm in, but I have so many different playlists and so many different types of music that I play based on mm-hmm. how, how I want to feel. Not how you feel necessarily, but how you want right. to. If I'm feeling down, be like, you know what? I'm going to play some Dua Lipa and I'm going to dance and I'm going to take my shower and dance in the shower. Like it's, it's a whole, I play certain songs for certain things that just bring me to this place that brings me joy and makes me feel more. And, you know, like there's just things that inspire you or like songs that make you feel sexy or songs that make you feel like you're empowered or could do anything like yeah. it music is so soulful like there's so much music and when you're writing songs it really you can you created feel that. it you created yeah that. like you feel it it's like you, your child right like you're so proud of it yeah absolutely yeah. and 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 then you're like i never wrote music before and i think i'm at eight songs now that i've written that I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be like, 
oh my gosh, the melody this or... tune is so good. And I like run up to the bathroom and I'll record it because I don't want to wake anybody up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'll record the song, that's, the tune yeah. that's in my head. Yeah. Or I'll record like the intro, the guitar intro and what I'm hearing in my head because I know the next morning I won't hear it. Right. You'll, it's you'll not going to be, be gone. You'll be gone. So yeah. instantly I'm doing that. And then I'll think of words or whatever and like, COVID happened. So many songs were written because of COVID. Yeah. So many yeah. songs were written for different events, like 9-11. There was a whole musical done. Right, around that. Canada-based musical done based on 9-11. Different events. So many things inspire music, inspire theatrical outcomes, yeah. too. Like, yeah. it's just... Without music, I think we'd I die. love. I love what... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we'd die. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we I didn't love, have music. I love what Paul McCartney just... said in an interview one time about music and how it touches us. He goes, There'll be a piece of music that won't have any lyrics. So it can't touch us in a sense of what the song's about. Right. He goes, But for some reason, he goes, It's just frequencies. He goes, For some reason, those frequencies, hmm. they touch us in a way that we react to it. Right. In an emotional way. Yeah. He goes, it shouldn't happen. Because music notes are just frequencies going through as sound waves. And they hit us. And we feel something. Yeah. It literally makes us feel emotion. Shouldn't shouldn't happen. Lyrics, poems, yes. Because you can visualize it. You can see it. You can then feel what they're feeling. They can feel their pain. Music should not do that. But it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of touches on, again, what Jess was saying about putting on music to, you know, you get in a different mood or what mood you're feeling mm -hmm. and it's the frequencies of the song or the type of the song you're playing. I know when I'm in a down place, I know sometimes I need to listen to a certain artist and then other times I'm like, oh, that might be too dangerous because it's going to really <laughs> bring me down. So yeah. I'm very, you know, cautious of that. Yeah, I wanted to say too, both, I love both of those answers. Um, you touched on a lot of stuff on both of them, but um, knowing myself, and I think, I think probably a lot of musicians tuning in will relate to a lot of what we're saying, but I bet you even a lot of people who aren't musicians at all that just have a mass amount of love for music will, uh, you know, especially appreciate what you just said, Jess, about the uh, music's influence just when you need to feel or just like any kind of like, because anybody can listen to music. You don't have to be a musician to be influenced no. by music, right? But I think musicians, I think we're hit a little bit harder with it in the sense, because I was going to bring this up. One thing I've noticed in my own life journey and writing since I was young and uh, going through it myself, uh, even currently and getting out of that now, is that I've always, whenever I'm writing, I always feel like I'm in a good place. If I'm writing, that's a good thing. If I'm not writing, I need to really reflect on what's going on. And it's because I've been doing that. I've been writing since I was 11. So if I'm not writing, then something's not. It's part of you. Yeah, that, that, that's, and I was talking about this uh, in another podcast about I, when I, I remember when I was writing so much and I went to high school the first time and met all these people that weren't musicians because I went from a music school to a non-music school and right. I was like feeling bad for everybody because I was like, you don't have a self-therapy. And I was like, I was like, I get to go home and I can like play a song and write a song. I was like, ah, I, I love that. Like, 
but yeah. so many people weren't doing it. And I'm like, what, where's that going? Where's that energy going? But I bet you, you know, out of my own ignorance, there is other ways they're doing it, whether it's art, whether it's yep. running or working out or, uh, you know, whatever it is, I'm sure that that's there. But I, when I remember being a kid and thinking, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, ha- I was like, I don't know what I would do. And that's just part of us being musicians, probably the way that right. we think. it's something that we need. Right. So you both have felt it from a, from a soulful perspective that it is something deeper than Absolutely. we can even understand. Um, I'm going to take a total, like crazy left turn on both of you. Okay, right do it. Um, no. Just because this, uh, my, my dad, what, what was that? What'd you say? Oh, I said, no, I no. say no. Oh, I, <laughs> I like well, going right. One, she's never been able to take, turn left. No, she's just always no, going right. She's constantly, she's constantly goes around. A circle. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of different types of guests on the podcast and, and the, the podcast I've been in love with this podcast because I'm getting to talk raw with everybody and I get people of all different types experiencing different things. And I'm a very soulful, spiritual individual. And the real question I wanted to ask you was, and this is just probably one of the only music, unmusic, non-music related questions I was going to ask is if either one of you have ever experienced anything um, that was either spiritual or hard to explain in your life that you'd be willing to share. Anything that is something that is a little bit out of this world, if you will, something that's a little bit different than what, you know, your day to day would be. Um, I only ask it because if you're both in touch with the soulness of yourself, I'm sure there's times where you've been writing a song and been like, where did that even come from? Like, where is that, you know, Right, that, right. That's a real question to ask. And then the second is like, have you had anything else happen in your life? Or is that it? Is it just music has been your one grounding soulful tool? Anything happened to you that's unexplained? Um, well, I'm an alien, so <laughs> I'm out of the world. So. All right. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I created you all. No. And yeah. Trump um, is too. Just yeah, want yeah, to point well, that yeah, out. <laughs> He's something. He's out of this world. I right? had to let everyone yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cats um, out of the bag. I, I have a... Okay. Are so you guys I'm, ready for this? Because this, sure. is, this is a crazy story. I probably heard it three times. Uh, don't no, remember. I don't know if you have. Um, <laughs> I don't remember a so lot. Lots of concussions. In my, so. my teenage years, right? Like <laughs> I, had, I had a pretty fun teenage life. Um, we did a lot of stupid stuff. I'm crazy. Um, yeah, Not- but... This know. one time at band camp, <laughs> no, it wasn't band camp, but it was, uh, there was a few of us and we were getting into the Ouija board. Mm. Okay. And we decide, let's try the Ouija board in the cemetery. Oh, wow. So we did. So not uh, only are you using a Ouija board, you're going to take it to a cemetery. To a cemetery. Right. Um, good idea. Our only, <laughs> our only light was a lighter. Oh my God. Pitch dark. And we've got this lighter. Chris was there. Chamberlain was there. Oh, I'm sure he was. Um, so we parked over by our high school because the cemetery is like pretty much right across the street from it. This is in Walkerton here. And uh, so we've got this Ouija board and we figured we got like, and I, I didn't really believe in it, to be honest with you. Like it, you could kind of feel it move a little bit, but you didn't know if it's your friend doing it or they don't know if you're doing it or, but you could kind of feel it moving around. Right. And we got a hold of something. We like we don't know what it was. I can I don't even remember the question we asked or something, but we felt something there and it was weird. Like we all felt it. And we all got cold. It was weird. And then at the last moment, 
the lighter blows up in Chris's hand. Just blows up. Like, wow. I'm talking, boom. We all freaked out. We run across the cemetery back to my car. Okay? My one friend's holding the board in his hand. This is a pretty new board. Like, it's like from Walmart or wherever the hell it was. <laughs> Zellers, I think, was the time. <laughs> we run back. We get in my car, and the, the interior light comes on when I opened my door and we get in, we're freaking out. We look down at the board. There are scrapes across the board, like a hand fingernails across it. Not kidding you. Wow. Like I'm getting shivers thinking about it right now. We went home and none of us slept the whole night. We put the board down and we just kept staring at it, thinking something's going to happen. We didn't sleep the rest of the night. The next day we wake up. It's broken in three places. We're freaking out thinking that the spirit did this, right? We're like, holy, we're screwing. We're even more freaked out. No, no. My friend freaked out in the middle of the night and decided to break it in three pieces oh. over his oh, lap. Okay. <laughs> so right. I thought it was even getting crazier. But honest to God, man, scream, like nails across the chalkboard sort of feet. Like wow. it was, that's probably the craziest thing I've ever, ever experienced yeah. spiritually or otherwise. Well, and yeah. That's, yeah. If you That's, still had the lighter, you could have burnt it. Yeah, burned the board. Exploded. Yeah, that, they exploded. Oh, yeah. I remember Chris's hand was like burnt and he was like oh, freaking my out. God. Wow. Like, was, I was going to say the fact that your friend took the board and broke it up tells you how uh, authentic that story is that you all experienced the same thing. And we were so freaked out. And we yeah, were. I have. Uh, I, I'm not going to share it today. And I sometimes mm -hmm. wonder. I'm glad you did share that. Uh, I find my. I have a, a Ouija board experience as well, but it feels like personal right now to share. But I'll probably eventually share it on one of these podcasts. But same exact type thing where it. I think what happened with Ouija boards, and I, I don't know, I should get a Ouija board ex expert uh, <laughs> or some a spiritual medium or something. Ouija on board I really should. Uh, yeah, I'd love to medium. talk to one because I do believe that what happens, really maybe, maybe we're bringing in different energy through those, right? In a different right, way. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of times when you hear those experiences, they're out of like, they're crazy. They're really. I know. Like, well, I mean, that's negative. Or I don't know what when you, you ask want that, to use. When you ask yeah. that question, I'm like, should I even go there because i don't want people to think i'm freaking nuts like i know what i saw right and yeah, it's still to yeah. this day i question it i'm like yeah. did i see that yes i did yeah but like, i really did i witnessed that <laughs> yeah. i have heard yeah. so many stories like that and and not just like online and stuff of from people who are my friends like randy he shared his daughter passed and he was know. painting and he heard her say hi dad and he stopped and he turned and she spoke and she's like i'm okay wow and that was it and and he's got Those another experience with like two little girls his granddaughters who were like in the room and they're like grandpa can you tell that man to go away the one little girl says that and then the other one's like yeah wow he's, he i don't know why he's just standing there and he's like okay he's like all right well we can ask him and they ask him to go away and like then nothing he went away they're like okay wow. he's gone now like but these are little kids like four and five they don't make up stories like right. they say what's real and i'm wow. just like yeah. so but i've always been skeptical right mm -hmm. i i'm like 
ah, that's just I think I think but or can see stuff and it's not real but there could I don't know. Skepticism, in my opinion, from my own experiences in my life happens when you don't experience something on your own. The moment that you experience something that's think, that yeah. is in your own worldview or something, you're no longer right. a skeptic. I mean, it's like, that's really what happens. And that's why I don't hold anybody for anyone. If I have friends who are really religious, that's great. If I have friends who are very spiritual, that's great. If I have a friend who yeah. considers himself atheist, that's that's fine too. Everybody has their experiences. Right. Some people have experienced different things and so they come to their own conclusions. So thanks for sharing that both of you though. I didn't know uh if, if you Yeah. You know what? Honestly, you could again, you can feel I I bet you there's listeners listening who have Listen. had their own Ouija board experiences, their own experiences that they feel the same way where they go, I'm not going to share this cuz people think I'm crazy. I know. I literally yeah. thought about I'm like, okay, craziest story. I'm like it's got it's it's definitely up there. It's definitely the crazy story I've got. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, there it is, man. That's awesome. I want to do uh did you have anything to add, Jess? Well, or you I just wanted to say, like, hearing these stories and like I'm not I'm no longer closed off to it. I used to be way more. And now I'm like, oh, like if you believe that, I believe you. Like I, I don't think people are out there trying to just get attention some people are but you know what even if they are that's called love and caring about someone and accepting them for who they are right but but i mean i i believe that story and i don't know what happened i can't tell you what happened but that's crazy like, <laughs> but it happened and it's happened to so many people and i'm yeah. like that can't be just coincidence yeah. right like there's something something out there and you know what like i feel like ghosts are made to be like this scary thing on all these shows and stuff but i'm like even they need love like it's not a scary thing they're lost like that could be what it is and they're just reaching out and they like six cents man i don't know Watch the movie six cents i think it's good to be open to accept those things all the different yes, religions yeah. and who people are for who they are that's right no judgment like i love you because you are who you are and if you you're need not to be authentic the way i look if you're not a malicious person right and you're not out to hurt someone yeah um then hey there's no judgment yeah as far be as who i'm you concerned are. Yeah, well, definitely. Someone else, that's fine. Definitely, if you want to test your uh, skepticism, stay tuned to my podcast, Jess, because okay. you'll see all kinds of uh, fun stuff coming yeah. up. I got some fun guests that are nice, playing, nice. So you'll be uh, you'll be hearing all kinds of stories. Um, I wanted to move back for a second and ask you both a question. We talked a lot about the music, right? We talked about mm -hmm. the love of it, everything that you've had, the experiences you guys have had so far. I'm really excited to see you guys keep going with your music and everything. And um, what I wanted to ask you, 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 we may have some people that are listening in too who have a passion or they feel like they have something they want to go after and they haven't. They haven't. For whatever reason, they don't pursue that dream, that passion, whatever it is, right? Um, sometimes as musicians, if we start young, like we, the three of us did, we, it's easy to take for granted the fact that we jumped right in on a passion young. Some people don't even have passions or hobbies, even into their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, like it could right. be whatever age. Right. So if you could give any advice to anybody on following yeah. their passion, what would that be? Um, I'd say stay in school 
because that's where you get the best drugs. Oh, shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm being an idiot completely. Um, no. Um, I mean, if I say you like stay in school, <laughs> stay in school. Um, no, you, no. I, I if, if you're if you've got if you've got any <laughs> thought of what you a passion that you really want to take on and you're skeptical of that whatever the reason may be i think it's it's human nature to be you want to be accepted mm -hmm. and you don't want to fail you don't want to come across as a failure right yeah. um when you want to put your heart into something especially because you're it's so dear to you yeah. and then you fail at that you get your self put into kind of a hole like you feel you'll you might get into a depression because it didn't go the way you wanted it to go right. um i my only suggestion is like do it for you and don't worry about what others think yeah because if you do start worrying about what others think and how many likes you get or if you get sales or your music or whatever it'll drive you crazy yeah if you don't it doesn't matter what, what your passion is. Just do it. Just start the process. And if you see any results that puts a smile on your face, continue doing it. Right. That's it. That's, that's all there is to it, man. Like, like I'm an artist as well. Like I paint and stuff too, and I'll start a project. It'll take me years to finish it. Once it's finished, puts a big smile on my face because I did it. Right. I'm not showing it to anybody. I'm not selling it to anyone something i did i created it right same with music write it record it do whatever you want to do with it but if it makes you happy just do it yeah. don't even right. don't even think about it just do it <laughs> like yeah. be nike man just well, do it yeah. i think too that all paths lead somewhere iPads or oh, pads? No, pads. Oh, uh, I think said pads. Yeah. Like, Les chemins, if you want to be more French. Oh, sorry, Frenchie. <laughs> but all pads lead somewhere. So you start something and you don't know where it's going to end up. You maybe in your head have a plan, like a goal or your dream. And it's not, it doesn't mean that it will get to that point. But it's each little step that you take with it and each little success that gets you a little bit further. And if it leads you on a different path, like coaching for Sarah, it's not happening anymore. They're not playing anymore. She loved it. But you know what? If they kept doing it, he'd be going to London all the time practicing and we wouldn't have what we have. Right. Yeah, said. right. And I love what we have. It's an outlet. It's like you know, life is so busy, but to have something like this to go to and to experience. So like, even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, it doesn't mean you're a failure or that you well, failed. Everyone's right. so scared of that word, and you know? Like, and, but and another word not. people are like the word success. Well, what yeah. is success is, is, it depends on what you look at is success. Are you have like, uh, you know, a million streams on Spotify, that's successful to some people. Do you have a million sales on, you know, on I'm, <laughs> that's very successful, but yeah. it's, it's a different type of success. Yeah. Did you finish a song? Did you write a song today? You succeeded. Yeah. You're successful, yeah. right? It depends what, whatever you put in your mind, what you consider successful is, yeah. is what it is. 
Right. Don't worry about what this person's successful in doing whatever. Are you successful in your mind? That's right. all that matters. I myself, I feel that I'm a successful musician because I'm playing shows. I'm writing music. I'm going to recording studio. I'm recording songs. I'm working with my best friend. Yeah. Like I'm very yeah. successful in my mind and That's in awesome. my heart. Yeah. That's well, all that I care about. And I'm going to say too, that um, success isn't necessarily like, this is a very difficult industry, very hard to make big bucks. And especially right now with <laughs> your streaming and all your TikTok and all your right. social media, you have to be so on top of it. Like Shane and I have, I think, 22 followers on, on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. And you know what? We don't care. I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> we wrote those songs. We're passionate about those songs. We love those songs. It doesn't change our view of the song right. because we wrote it and we did it and we finished it. So whether it's popular in the world size, we don't care because that's something that we did together and yeah. we finished yeah. it. We we did what we set out to do, whether yeah. we got famous or not. And, you know, like fame can hurt people too. Like it's not thing. necessarily something that you really need to have i know people want money and you can work and still do something you're passionate about yep and like shane and i have been getting so many more gigs and we're like you know what writing music and putting it out there isn't what we're trying to do to make money we're doing it because we love it right. and then doing gigs is giving us more money but we love doing that too so mm -hmm. We take the, the money more, from our gigs and throw it into our original works, and yeah. it's, it's it's the perfect. But we just have storm. fun with it, and as soon as it doesn't become fun, and it's something that we're not passionate about, that's when you want to either not necessarily wrap it up, like right. finish, you know, you know, hang up your guitar and never touch right. it again, but move on to maybe something else. Yeah, let's try right? something. Like new for instance, like the Cozumel Sarah thing kind of like faded out with COVID. We lost our drummer and and uh, and and. Um, basis to another band but they're already in another band so it's fine and then lars kind of lost his passion with it right um and he's reached out to me since and, and realized that you know he wants to try to do other things again with music so yeah. we always hit that spot you know as a musician too like you want to kind of give it up or whatever yeah. but i would never say give it up just take a different avenue with it Don't like my that. friend my friend chris like our old bass player chris from high school moved out moved out to bc he bought himself a bass guitar again or an electric guitar or whatever, but now he's really into like doing like techno beats and stuff. Yeah. To take Something a totally different avenue of, of what he and normally would, would write. Right. And he's loving it. He's bringing this whole new passion for himself and it's, he's it's finding himself. He's finding himself again with a whole different There's sound. So and it's avenues. so cool. Like, that's you know, awesome. I love, that's what I love about music. Like just one genre is not one thing. One instrument is not one thing. Take up something else, but don't, don't stop. And you if someone doesn't like it, but you like it, that's what's important. Yeah, like, I mean, when I wrote, so when I wrote the Coach Mercera stuff, when I first started writing, I never written before. And I'm like, okay, so what kind of music am I going to write? Like, what genre? Uh, what am I going to write about? And I thought, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to write. And what comes out, comes out. Yeah. And yeah. if people like it, great. If yeah. they don't, whatever. I like it. That's mm -hmm. all that matters. Mm -hmm. Music is the same as, like, a piece of art that's on a wall. Or a TV show. Yeah. Not for everyone. There's going to be people who like it. There's going to be people that hate it. There's going to be people who say, eh. You know? 
it's right. that's yeah. how that's how music works exactly uh, right? yeah, i was i was gonna say uh you touched on a few things there you touched on the fact that what it, you know you're talking about success and if we're not successful and, and this kind of thing but the, the, it gets really deep when you start to really question what is success right like what mm-hmm. is success and sometimes i think what success is is what um, society has made success to be so yeah. it's it's really you know so if you look at it from that perspective um, I mean, you could, you look at everything that happens in our history, um, you know, what is, what is the attractive woman or man look like nowadays, as opposed to 5,000 years ago? Um, All right. and, you know what I mean? So, so what yeah. dictates us to be in, in whatever it is? So if you say, well, success means you have a million subscribers, well, that's because you've been told that. So it's really, and this, this starts to happen. You have to yeah. really look at it. We're brainwashed. Well, you're right, but you can you can easily get caught in that, and it's because it's in our day to day. That's so that's why it's good. This is why I love this channel. I love talking to people who, um, you know, really find time to really calm their mind down and realize you're living this life for you. This is a perfect uh, changeover into a question I ask every guest that's on my uh, podcast. Okay, it's a deep question, and it's something I want you to really reflect on before you answer it. And the question is why you think we're here. What is our purpose of being here? Man, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's a really brother good Brother just question. got deep. Yeah, brother just got deep. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, you gotta reflect. It'll be a while. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, 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 You know, it's funny. <laughs> So I watched, I started watching this documentary um, that's on Netflix. He loves it. He and, hasn't shut up. And I'm not, it. I'm not a documentary guy unless it's music. I usually, I'll watch documentaries, but this was like uh, narrated by Morgan Freeman, of course. Um, and it's life, sense. life on our planet. And it goes right back from the start of the earth being created and how that went through the process and how life started and all these things. And it was in the perfect position of an infinite universe in that one little dot of the perfect spot, the perfect temperature, the perfect distance from the sun and the perfect, all these things. And I get that, right? It's just, it's a freaking miracle that any planet can survive what it's gone through Mm. and allow us to be where we are today. Um, So I'm not a godly man, right? My, I went to church as a kid. My dad hated it as much as I did. Get up, go to church. <sighs> Close my eyes, go to church, sleep through it. You know what I mean? Would love to get back home so I can play with my friends. But I've never really been that a believer in in it in a in a big being that created everything. Um, we just never have. However, I feel there's got to be something bigger, right? Um, for us to be in this giant, vast galaxy and universe, to be in the perfect spot, for us to have a conscience that we have, to be able to do things we do, you know, to be able to care, to feel emotions, to write music, to do all these things and enjoy life and to enjoy and, and to grieve and to suffer and all these things we go through, trials and tribulations of being a human. There's, I feel there's got to be not not maybe not as an individual but as a people there's a there's got to be something you would hope 
right? You'd hope for that, but I don't know. Yeah. No one ever really does, right? Um, and we all want as a human being to have a purpose, right? Like, right. like especially as a musician too. Our purpose is to write music and to play and to entertain crowds and to make people happy or to feel something, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, as a parent, you have a purpose. You protect your children. You're there for your children. You guide them. You let them, you try to make them the best person that they can be. That's your purpose. You know, my purpose living back with my early mom. Well, my purpose is to help her up, take care of her. So we all have different purposes, but why we're spit here on this well, planet. You kind of just said it though. You just said that. Why are we here to have purpose? You just said you, that. So I, I that, and it can be, a, it can be as simple as that though. It can be yeah. as simple as that. It doesn't yeah. have to be a complicated. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going thing. to, you know, right. you know, cure cancer, you know, world hunger. Right. But I think personally, um, I just, I have such a big heart for people and you're um, an empath for sure. Yeah. And I just, I love to bring someone, I want, I want to bring people joy and I want to share juggle happiness, people like juggling. <laughs> No, <laughs> but happiness with those people. I want the end result to be that what I have said or how I have spoken to someone or how I have helped someone out to affect that person in a positive way so that they can maybe pass that on to someone else. You pay, you pay it forward. A yeah. Lot. You do that though. But even if that person doesn't, or it just gives them a little spark for hope in their life or something that I don't know, like I, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling and just having such a hard time. And so many people are like, Oh no, it's fake. Or they're just wanting attention, but there's hurting people out there and mm -hmm. people need love. And like, like example, I came out. <laughs> so I was shopping for the first time in months because of concussion, my concussion. Right. And I come out of the shopping, um, after paying and there's a lady there and she has um, a table where you can donate for breast cancer. And I was like, I, I just, I needed to do that for myself, but for people, because it's, that's how they make money to help people out. Right, right? right. And like, I had a bit of a scare at one point thinking that I might have, breast cancer and like cancer runs in my family and stuff. So I was just like, I feel like I need to speak to this woman and give. So I gave and we got talking and I told her, yeah, I was like, this is the first time I'm out grocery shopping since my concussion. Um, my sixth major concussion. Let's right. just point that out. It doesn't take much now. So, um, I, um, I told her, yeah, like, I mean, this one, I've been coming out of it a lot faster doing things that are helping more with it. And, um, she was like, wow, you're a fighter. And I was like, huh, never really 
thought of it that way. I mean, I've been in my room for months and haven't really been like, oh, depressed and so like this is what this is what I'm doing to make myself get better. Not that I can't go out and do other stuff. If you say you can't do something, then you feel like you, you can't can. do it. But if you're saying, I'm not doing this for the betterment of myself so that I can get better so that later on I'll be able to do more. It's right. not that I can't go out and do stuff. It's I'm choosing not to so that I can get right, better. Right. So right. it's the way you look at life. And so she was like, you're a fighter. I'm like, you know what? I am a fighter. Yeah. Right. And she's like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like <laughs> I will give you absolutely. So I gave her a hug. I went to the coffee shop with my son after, um, and there was a lady there and her daughter has gone through a heart condition just recently. Like just, I, I talked to her and just felt so like the, her and her two daughters were there and they just looked like they were struggling. And I was like, Hey, I was like, how are you? And I went up to her and I said, can I give you guys a hug? And she was like, yes. And so I gave her a hug and I said, come in here, girls. And I brought the girls in and I squeezed them and I said, you'll get through this. Like yeah. it was just, but it was so natural. And I had just they been given loved, that. They probably loved that so their much. Mom they wrote made me, their day. She was like, that was amazing. My daughter needs that so much. And it was just, that's the it's little thing it's not Stella? even a big thing it, yeah we were those two separate together. situations are all in the same time with it the was the same of, day same day separate situation right. so it right. had just happened then paid we went it forward to the coffee shop. Else, so that's right? the pay it forward i saw yeah. her and i was like i mm -hmm. and what's cool about that is me. so so doing kind of a shameless plug in this this girl one of the girls the heart conditioner named stella i have not met them just yeah. knows them obviously um Jess reached out to him when they were doing the talking back and forth and said, Well, what's what's uh what's her what's favorite, her favorite song? song? And uh we would do it on we'd take the request and we do it on one of our music Mondays. So it's Everlong by Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh nice. So no and I just I just did I was one. like, Are you kidding I, me? You I do did, that song with I awesome. did it a couple months ago for Lars because Lars requested for his Lars' birthday. Yeah. Um August twenty eighth is his birthday. So I did it myself, but now we got this request. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it again, but we'll both sing it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool having a female vocals line yeah, on that too. Fun. So we it's did that actually cool. tonight. We recorded it tonight. And that's because of this it's whole be Monday. thing. So, and we put a shout out to Stella too and, and everything else. Right. So that's going to make her feel. But that's something good. you can do to people, even though like, I mean, I don't have a lot of money. I can't give, I wish I could. Right. I would give oh, everybody too, so much, man, I, but. It's something that you, everyone can do something to make someone. And I think that's my purpose. That's what I have to do. And if I didn't do that, I would have felt like I should have hugged her. I should have done that. Right, and right. I would have like been like drawn. And then I did touch base with her after and made sure she was okay. And it was just, people just need, it's not a big thing. It wasn't a big thing, but it was so big for them, right? Yeah, because right it speaks love. And people are so un unable to give their heart. As Lenny Kravitz says, love, love, rule. Love, so, love, rule. Yeah, so because the question again was why we're here, and it sounds like you're saying to give love, to be 
loving I guess people. So. Yeah. You know, to sum it up, you're because you're, you know, and I, I like yeah. the pay it forward story. That's really, that's really nice. Um, it was, yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Those, those are moments that, you know, you never forget. And um, that's, that's really cool. Um, did you, um, what are you both doing now? Like, what are you both? And you're talking to you. Yeah. But with your music, <laughs> are you both working on yeah. anything? Are you? Yeah. We're, um, yeah, it's a lot of things going on. Um, we just had, uh, we're just featured in a magazine called India Frenchal, I think it's called. Um, it's a worldwide magazine, like it's an indie magazine or what have you, but they did a feature right up on us. So that was kind of cool. We have it um, on our Facebook page. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. the actual hard copy or whatever you can get, I think you can download it. So that was kind of cool. Um, we just played a show. Um, she came and did one set one with set. me. So because she's slowly getting back into it. Um, then we've got two new releases coming out once the videos are done, the music's done, but, um, both are, one's going to be animated. Another one's going to be illustrated that I'm doing. So the animated one, it's been over a year in the works. So it's taken me. That was my fifth concussion. That's, and in that, in that filming <laughs> is where she got her concussion last August. It's That's sad it. that you can, you can remember each, each moment in your life when you have oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, it will be forever ingrained. It will be, be part of her memoirs. But right. you know, it was um, worth the cool image of me falling from the sky. Yeah, like so, her character in this animated video, her character falls from the sky, and I was like, "Oh, well, I need a way to film you falling." She's like, "Oh, I'll just jump on my trampoline." We should have done your idea, which was the swing. I just said, "Well, no, I didn't even say swing." I said, "You could like just." Like go on a coffee table, make your you know arch your back or whatever, and so your hair is falling down. I can just flip the. She wanted you know, it more realistic. And look like you're more falling, realistic. but no, she's right. like, oh, I'll jump on the trampoline. And so do she, a backpack. And she so had and she like has to I land fall. on her back, not on her feet, so she looks like she's falling rather than jumping. So she did that. Bad idea. Gave herself a really cool bad shot. whiplash. Gave her a concussion. Anyway, oh, so we've got that video. <laughs> Whenever that's done, I'm close to being done, but it's still in the works. And then we've got another one too. And then. Playing lots of shows. We're playing like a New Year's show, which yeah. is really cool at the Clinton, oh, Clinton Casino, which is really cool. Clinton, Clinton yeah. And then we've got other shows. We're back at the Match uh, in Hanover, which is a casino restaurant there. We're back there in January. Yeah. Got a couple gigs before that. Um, and then we're we're going to start the writing process of, we're hoping, a full-length album. We've just been doing singles. Yeah. But we want to do a full-length album. Um Different styles of music, right? Yeah. Even with writing. So It's going to be cool. We're the thinking like said, kind of a like an A side B side sort of thing. So like a he side he Very said cool. side and the she said side. Wow. So it'll be more like the ballad stuff and the more mellow stuff that she we'll wrote. We'll have it done in like three years. Yeah, three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, that's really cool though. You guys are lucky. That's, that's a really cool idea. I like yeah, that idea. And then that's like cool. more of the rock stuff of my style and stuff on yeah. one side. We'll both all be be participating in each of the songs. Yeah. Um, vocal vocally and then um but yeah just i just came with the idea because we were talking about it how like you know there's some songs we like the same but there's some that we, like with our writing styles are very different in a way too yeah and i'm like it'd be kind of cool to to, to kind of work that out somehow with our with our whole he said she said thing yeah. right and right so yeah, yeah so that's that's kind of what we're awesome. in the work of doing right now cool. and where can you get where can people find you if they want to find you online? uh triple w dot <laughs> Walker, yeah. <Sorry. laughs> Triple W dot he said she said duo. So D U O dot com. That's mm -hmm. our website. 
all our social links are in there. All our uh, the links to all like Spotify, all our uh, music, everything like that too. It'll yeah. direct you. It'll direct you everywhere you want to go. That's go. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to cut it. This has been awesome. I'm so happy to have you guys on. This was a really cool conversation. Tons I love of- it. Thanks for having us, Joe, man. It's It's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to you, man, with the podcast too. I'm glad that you're doing it. It's a passion project for you. So, so cool. It's keep on going, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm going to look to my subscribers and say thank you so much to everybody that's been following along yes. and following all the Spotify podcast, everything on YouTube, everything. Thank you so much for supporting the the podcast. This is really a passion project where I'm trying to bring inspiring stories and inspiring people like you guys to, the, to the world to uh, to listen in. So um, thanks. Please share, like, subscribe. If, so, if this can help somebody out, just that's why we're doing this. So until next time, I'll see you next time on Soul Inspired.